Next on BYU Sports Nation, your headquarters for National Signing Day 2018. New players, new offensive coaches, and new energy. We'll introduce you to every one of the signees and talk with coaches and some of the new Cougars. Plus, details on the newest BYU football assistant and a personalized message from Tom Holmo. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live on National Signing Day, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studios A, B, and C, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, February 7th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us on a huge day. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with fax machine specialist, Jerem Jordan. Is that still used? Is that still a thing on signing day? I I think so, but not really. I think they can text in a picture now if it's signed. We've advanced. Sorry, scanners. It only took 10 years to advance with that technology, right? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it is BYU Football National Signing Day 2018, Act 2. The traditional first Wednesday in February has always been there, but now it's coupled with an early signing period in December to solidify the newest group of BYU football players. We'll review what happened in December and introduce all of the latest signees. I mean, this day carries a ton of energy and hope, Jerem. Hope on the horizon. Yeah, the, these guys are the future, that's for sure. The, the amount of guys in this class that will have a huge impact on this season, there will be a couple. But the future of BYU is now with the guys that are signed today. Obviously, other guys trickle in, transfers and late ads and walk-ons and whatnot. But today is a really big day for a bunch of guys who are living a dream. They get a sign to play at BYU. Majority of these guys have been dreaming about this day for more than a decade. It becomes a reality by signing the dotted line on a national letter of intent. BYU football did generate another headline yesterday and hired a 10th assistant coach. A.J. Stewart will coach the BYU running backs. He joins the team after working as the running backs coach for Rice University in Texas over the last four seasons. We will hear from A.J., towards the end of this first two-hour in our two-hour signing day special. To set the tone for our signing day coverage, BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo, who, mind you, is on the road today with his NCAA Tournament Selection Committee duties, sent this video message to all of BYU Sports Nation. Ladies and gentlemen, the Athletic Director Tom Homo. Welcome, Cougar Nation, to 2018 BYU Football National Signing Day. This is a great day and a very important day. On this day today and in every year's past is when we build for the future. So the names that we sign today, the names that we add to the BYU football family will be an integral part of our future and the past of BYU football. If you think about all the greats that have come through BYU football, Heisman Trophy winners, Outland Trophy winners, Doak Walker winners, Davey O'Brien winners, all of those guys were first signed to play football at BYU, just like these kids today. It's going to be an important year because we're coming off one that we slipped on the standard. We need to bring it back, and we need to bring it back in style. We have a super hard schedule with great tough games on the road, and we're going to need some of these freshmen this year to come in and contribute. But all of these guys are going to be a huge part of the future of BYU football. 
All right. Thank you, Tom. I love a couple of things he said. One, super hard schedule. It is super hard. And bring it back in style. Referencing coming off a 4-9 and nine season, Cougars want to get back to that standard of a bowl game. Not, not just that, but their standard of, hey, we're, we're pushing for double-digit wins, right? He's, well, he's talking about the offense. W- double-digit wins? You're crazy. Uh, <laughs> get back to a bowl game. And like he said, some of the freshmen need to contribute and come in and, and get that style back. He's talking about the offense specifically. With the style, BYU with the new offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes. You already signed a bunch of talented dudes, some really big, awesome linemen, some skill position guys. There's some receivers. Uh, people are excited about running backs, tight ends. Tight ends. We'll get to uh, the tight end, uh, the BYU sign that's really, really good. So there's some good talent in this group. We'll see how much of it comes in and makes an impact. Now, speaking of the offense and offensive linemen, the very first commit of this signing class is Harris Lachance. Our first signee for the class of 2018, a 6-foot, 8-inch, 275-pound offensive lineman from Harriman High School in Harriman, Utah. Please welcome to the family, Harris Lachance. Signed back in December, but being that he was the first commit in, we wanted to start right there. And I tell you what, BYU has done a lot of work to get bigger and stronger on the offensive line. Okay, his story is really good. Harris Lachance enrolled in January. He came back from his mission, had originally signed with Utah State out of high school. There wasn't a scholarship there for him. So he came back. He worked out really hard, gained 30 pounds of uh, good weight, right? Uh, Didn't have a scholarship. Uh, When he came back from his mission, worked out well. BYU signed him. This is is a guy that went to Harriman, 6'8", 275. So he screams effective tackle. That's what he screams. Welcome, Harris Lachance. As I mentioned earlier, Studios A, B, and C at BYU Broadcasting, all football today, right now in Studio A. Jason Shepard is the master of ceremonies in Shep's Lounge. He's with BYU football head coach Kalani Satake. That's right, Shep's Lounge here in Studio A. And to give everybody an idea of what's happening here in Studio A, we've got the big board up front and a podium. So as soon as the uh, new recruits are announced as official commits, uh, their name is put up on the big board. You've got former players here in Studio A, current players. I know I've seen Tanner Mangum and Joe Critchlow and Butch Powell. They're here. Uh, seen Chad Lewis, who's still basking in the glow of his Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl win. Really cool atmosphere in here. And, of course, we've got to start things off here in Shep's Lounge with the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Kalani Sataki. Thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. It's good to be in Shep's Lounge. You know what? I figure since we're calling it a lounge, leaning back in our chairs is probably more than appropriate. No, this works because the, the cameras are above. It's a better <laughs> a viewpoint perspective, and you can't see my double chin as much. <laughs> so I'll take it. So take me through what a day this day is like. There is so much hard work that goes into getting to a day like this. This really is a celebration not only for everything that you – and the coaches do in recruiting, but for the recruits as well. Yeah, and then we're just really proud of, of, of our university and, uh, and being part of BYU. And so this is a, a, just a, a party for everybody that's been involved in recruiting. I think uh, a lot of credit goes to the coaches, but um, most of it uh, is our players on, on the team that we're proud of and the faculty and staff and students that are here on, on the university and on campus. And so uh, we just want to thank all of them and then show them the young men that are coming Coming to be part of this family and this, this program, and just really excited for the for uh, the new guys coming in, but also really excited about the guys that are here, currently here on the roster. You mentioned the coaches. You've got your entire coaching staff. The full coaching staff is here. How exciting is that? 
It's nice. Wherever there's food, they'll show up. <laughs> so I would imagine back in the day, in the 90s, your, the day that you announced where you were playing, it was pretty similar to this, right? No, not even close. Um, I signed it, went to seminary, and my dad faxed it in later, so that's how it worked out. So No glitz, no glamour? Yeah, so I'm the old guy complaining that these young kids have it so easy. When I fax mine in, they get to have their highlights coming out of their hands and stuff, so that's cool. <laughs> Coach, thanks for taking a few minutes. I know you're going to join Spencer and Jerem coming up a little bit later in the two-hour special, so thanks for joining me, and uh, go back and enjoy the time. All right, go Cougs, thanks. There we go. Go Cougs. We'll send it back over to Studio B with Spencer and Jerem, guys. All right, Shep's Lounge with the head football coach, Kalani Satake, all about the camera angles. Listen, it's a two-hour show. Kalani's keeping the energy low, so he can peak <laughs> later. <laughs> he gets in here and like, yeah, my double chin, uh, yeah, the angle. No glitz, no glamour. My dad faxed it in. I went to class. Yeah, <laughs> get off my lawn, guy. Kalani Satake. What a day. National Signing Day 2018 for BYU football. We are just getting started. More signees, and there are a bunch, Jerem, on the way. And, and they're still coming in. There's a few uh, that haven't sent in their letter yet, uh, so BYU's hoping to sign them. We will tell you as they come in. This is your headquarters with all of the details about the new class of Cougars. Plus, up next, the new BYU offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes, is in the building. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back, National Signing Day 2018. The band is in the building. Let's go. Woodwinds and grass and stuff. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The energy is uh, through the roof. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. If you have any thoughts about what you're seeing, what you want to know, send them in. Tomorrow, men's hoops plays Santa Clarics. Yeah, tomorrow. It's already Wednesday. Wow. It's what? signing day. 11 Eastern time. It's a late one on ESPNU and BYU Radio. Pre-game at 10 Eastern on BYU Radio. We heard briefly from the head football coach, Kalani Satake, in Shep's Lounge. We'll hear uh, extensively from him coming up during this two-hour special. But right now, we welcome to Studio B the new offensive coordinator at BYU, Jeff Grimes, at Coach Grimey on Twitter. Coach, welcome to Studio B. Glad to be here. How's everything, guys? We're we're good. What's this day like for you on signing? Awesome, exciting. Always always an exciting day. You know, it's kind of like Christmas for for a coach. You got some new toys to play with, so we're excited about these guys, and we feel like this is the 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 right kind of uh, group of kids. Not just not just in terms of talent, but the right kind of people. How much has the new signing period changed the way that recruiting happens with guys able to come in in December and now the traditional first Wednesday in February? Quite a bit more more than I anticipated, really. Just because you're you're able to speed the game up a little bit, and you get so many guys committed early, um, it, in one way it kind of diminishes the, the uh, significance of this day, and and we don't want to um, short sell our fans or our, or our um, signees on this particular day. But it does you, you do lose a little bit of the drama that's anticipated on on the last signing day. But I think it's a good thing. I think it certainly helps all of us who are in this business lock down a certain percentage of guys, and then it allows us to, to really focus in on a few key guys the last few weeks. Speaking of that, so you, you are uh, the OC you know, in December. How much of this class was, were guys that Kalani Sataki and company had already recruited versus you kind of came in and said, well, why don't we look at this guy? They were all guys who had already been recruited, and we didn't have a lot of room by the time 
I got here, and so there wasn't a lot of work to be done. They they had done a great job getting a bunch of guys signed early and then getting a, a number of other guys very close. And so it was more a matter of me spending some time and, and our new coaches. Uh, all, the entire offensive staff, I thought, did a great job with the guys who hadn't signed yet. And, um, and I think we closed the way that we needed to on a couple of key guys. We'll get into specific individuals in just a moment. Uh, a dozen or so expected offensive signees. When you take a step back and look at the offensive side of the ball and the guys that you're getting, how do you feel about it right now? Ask me in a few years. <laughs> That's a BYU thing, right? Yeah. Well, I was going to say ask me in two years, but I can't really do no, that ask anymore. ask me in four years. Yeah. <laughs> Normally I would say ask me in two years, maybe three, and we'll see how those guys have developed. With some guys that may be the case. With some it might be three or four or five before we really know, right? Um, but I do think it's the right kind of kids. Really enjoyed getting to know these players and their, and their parents um, here, here the past few weeks. Uh, on recruiting visits, going to see them, them coming to see us. And so I'm excited about it. I really am. I think, you know, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like kind of like grocery shopping. I got four kids at the house, and so, um, you know, we always have uh, plenty of milk at the house. Or, you know, we got actually my wife has a second fridge. One fridge isn't <laughs> enough anymore, so we have another fridge. And so when the fridge in the house runs out you go to, of milk, then you go to the other fridge, and, you know, there's probably two or three or four gallons of milk in that fridge and so when that one runs out then you got to restock that one right so <laughs> there are a couple of layers to it kind of like it is here at BYU there are a couple of layers to restocking the fridge and so I think that's what we're doing in some cases some of these guys will be gone on their missions for a couple of years and we'll see them when they get back and we got a couple more coming back but really excited overall about the group as a whole. I've never heard a uh, LDS mission called a refrigerator. So that, yeah, that's that's interesting. I like that analogy. Yeah, I'm an offensive lineman at heart. So in one way or another, <laughs> everything relates to food. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, open that thing yes. up. Let's go. Let's talk about uh, by position uh, what you've signed here, and then we'll get into individuals and the quarterbacks in a second. But five offensive linemen, all signed in December, all at least six five two seventy. Some big fella. Yeah, you know, the game's gotten bigger, and it's harder to win with guys who are undersized guys. And it's not to say that you wouldn't take a guy who's maybe a little bit undersized at some point, but a guy like that needs to be special. I mean, you need to watch his film and go, wow, we can't live without that guy. Um, guys that are big have an opportunity to just engulf people and overwhelm them, and we want to we want to be a big team on offense. We want to be big. We want to play with size. I think that can be one of our strengths and has been for years and not just not just in the offensive line um but but at all positions BYU has has always had big tight ends big running backs big receivers and I feel like that ought to be one of our advantages and so we're looking to recruit guys with with size um length and mass and it doesn't mean that every guy will fit into that prototype because at the end of the day you're going to play the best player period um but I do think it's important to recruit guys who are big, and that certainly fits with this offensive line. New offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes on BYU Sports Nation, part of our National Signing Day coverage. Clearly you want to protect the quarterbacks. You're bringing in two new quarterbacks that both signed in December. Let's start with Stacy Connor. What can you tell us about Connor's skill set and what you like about him? Well, talk about size, a guy that's got great length, and if you're going to play with tall offensive linemen, it helps have a tall quarterback, right? 
Um, he's a guy that, you know, a lot of people talk about him being a, a developmental quarterback. To me, every player is developmental, especially quarterbacks. All quarterbacks are developmental. It's a developmental position, much like the offensive line. And so is he a developmental player? Sure he is. And he has some things that, that he'll need to work on and improve upon. But I think that's the case for all of our players, particularly a guy that's, that's taken the snap from us. But he's, he's long. Um, he throws the ball well. He's he's athletic, and I think you know he'll he'll get a lot bigger here in the next couple of years. And as he adds size, he'll add strength. He'll develop as an athlete, and he'll develop as a quarterback for us. Six five one eighty five. Stacy Connor. LDS enrolled now. Uh, by the way, another guy that enrolled in January is Zach Wilson, the six foot three uh, quarterback from Utah. Yeah, really good all-around player. Again, a guy that, that has to develop, but a guy that has a very well-rounded skill set, a very polished player for a guy at his age, you know, played in a, in a, in a good high school program, got just tremendous statistics. If you look at uh, the number of passing yards and touchdowns and rushing yards, it's a guy who can do a lot of things and and we're certainly excited about him and Stacy, um, but it, it really gives them a jump to be here early. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, could those guys potentially fit into the competition for this year?" I say every player that's on our roster has an opportunity to fit into the competition this year, and that's certainly the case at quarterback. But it certainly helps them to a much larger extent to be here early. So we're excited about them being here this spring. How many quarterbacks are in that room right now? Um, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like when we look at it and we hear it feels like there's right, I guess right now versus in the fall, but like eight or nine, like a crazy amount, right? Yeah. And can you have too many? You can never have too many okay. good quarterbacks. You can have too many quarterbacks, <laughs> <laughs> but you can't, you can't have too many good quarterbacks. And I would always uh, yield towards having more rather than less. But we'll – one of the one of the real positive things I think about the vibe that we're feeling as an offensive staff right now is a real eagerness and excitement about our offensive players to get going with a new system and to compete. And we've told all of them they're starting with a clean slate. And that means if you're a guy that's been around here and had a lot of starting experience, that's great. But that doesn't necessarily guarantee you anything moving forward. And for the, for some guys who may have been here for a while and haven't played a whole lot, that's like a, a breath of fresh, fresh air for them. And then for the young guys coming in, that's just what they want to hear. And so uh, that's the case for any position. But it's certainly the case at quarterback, too. And when you've got a full room like that, you better make the most of your opportunities because somebody else will take those reps if you don't make them count. The pass catchers are always a hot topic for BYU football. Who are the quarterbacks going to throw the ball to? One of the big names that BYU fans – are familiar with, even before today's official announcement, uh, is Gunnar Romney. Let's hear that specific announcement. Our next signee is a 6'3", 200-pound wide receiver from Chandler, Arizona. Please welcome Gunnar Romney. All right, Tanner Mangum officially welcoming in Gunnar Romney a four-star guy, according to 247 Sports, out of Chandler, Arizona. What makes Gunner a guy that you had to have at BYU, Coach? Well, I think, I think first is his, his uh, intangibles, his confidence, competitive spirit, toughness. I think he has all of those things that you want a guy to have that have nothing to do with his physical attributes. And, and I think that will, will give him an opportunity to come in here and compete right away. I, 
people always ask me, is this guy good enough to come in and play as a freshman? And again, I'm not just talking about Gunner, but as a general statement, the guys who come in and play as freshmen are the guys who think they're going to come in and play as freshmen. They're the guys who have that confidence, that swagger to walk in the door and act like they belong be there. And I think Gunner is not, not cocky at all, but I think he's a very confident player. And I think he'll come in with the expectation to make an impact on our team. Certainly he's got to, um, he's got to earn that, but he's got, he's got the right intangibles, I think. On top of that, he's big and he's fast, he's strong, runs well with the ball in his hand. And um, we're, yeah, we're excited about him. And he, he was one of those guys that, that we really spent a lot of time with these last three weeks. When your name is Gunner, you got to be a baller, right? You better be. You can't be. be a weakling. You better be. Your name's <laughs> Gunner. You, you better be pretty tough, too. Was, was playing time potentially coming off of a, a, you know, a season where you're trying to re- rebound and you're coming into this as the OC, was playing time a sell to this class? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think the great – the great players, guys who, again, have confidence, they believe they're going to go wherever they choose to go, and they're going to compete to get on the field and earn that right. And so I don't think that played a role with Gunner or, or any of the guys that I'm aware of. I'm not sure I've seen numbers from a tight end as we switch over to another group of pass catchers that I have seen from Dallin Holker. I mean, I, I look at just his his stat sheet is crazy yeah. record breaking he missed some games on top of that what makes Dallin Holker such a special player coming out of Lehigh Utah to BYU yeah he is and his numbers are crazy um I, I think he's like like those guys that you would consider being um elite tight ends and I'm not saying he is that now but I'm saying like those guys he has he has that kind of skill set he's a mismatch so he's he's too big if you want to put an undersized guy who can run on him, you try to put a corner or an undersized safety on him. Um, he runs well enough that he can get by him, and he's going to go up and high point the ball. And it's like throwing to a, a seven-foot postman and putting it down in the paint, and he's got – he just happens to have – he got a mismatch and got a guard lined up on him for a minute there, you know, pick and roll or something. You know, he's that kind of mismatch. And then if you try to cover him with a linebacker or a big safety, I think he's athletic enough to move past him. He's got great ball skills, and he, he's just one of those really good tight ends that, that I think has a nice combination of, of all the skills necessary to, to be good at running routes, catching balls, and blocking for us. Mission first, see in 2020, guy. Right. Yeah. Uh, how developed is the offense right now as you prepare for spring ball in the next several weeks? Well, we've got we've got a ways to go, um, but we've got we've we've got a lot together. We've we've kind of been pulling double duty here the last few weeks, and and as we've been doing that, we've also been working on um, uh, putting together the offense as well as recruiting, and so we've got a good bit of that done. Um, but we're not we're not ready for spring ball today. Fortunately, we got three weeks left, so in the coming weeks. Um, we'll put the rest of that together, but we have a good idea of what we want to do as a staff, and I feel very confident about our staff. I feel very confident about our identity and the direction that we're going to go, and um, looking forward to having the opportunity to to really put it into practice with with our players. What's that like trying to gauge everything that you have done and been around and all of the offensive coordinators you worked with and trying to... I guess maneuver that into something that you want to do and make it unique to you. How how has that process been? Of whoa, so much information. Now I got to narrow it down and, and really laser, you know, focus that. Yeah, um, it's been fun, um, and and 
ultimately is really not about making it unique to me. It's about making it fit our scheme, fitting, fitting our players, fitting our personnel, making the scheme fit who we have at BYU. And not, not just this particular year. That's part of it. But that's the, that's the subcategory. That's the second set. The first set is making it something that's going to fit us and, and create a long-term advantage and, and give us the opportunity for sustainable success based on the type of players that we're going to have for a long time here at BYU and and Dallin Holker is a great example you know he's another guy that I think could be that kind of tight end that that um, BYU has played with and had success with for a long time you know the receivers in this class Gunner and Braden Cosper you know both big guys who have the ability to to outsize little receivers and go get the ball in traffic and those kind of guys those kind of players are the kind of guys that that aren't unique to this class and they are really good players but they're the kind of players that have allowed BYU to have success for a long time and I think building a system around those type of players has been um it it has been what's really been cool about the whole thing and and I love our staff I like the uh, we got a lot of knowledge in the room a great group of personalities and it's been a lot of fun to put it together with that in mind the hard part of this day is over coach you have survived studio b if that's the hard part, then we'll be okay. <laughs> we appreciate the time on such a busy day. And, uh, man, great stuff. Great insight into the new offensive players. We need you to bet. get your signature if you have a sec on our uh, on our flag back here. Since this is, this is your first time in Studio B. It is my first time. We, we get, talked on the radio. but that doesn't. Herbie Hancock? Yeah. All right. The yeah. Silver Sharpie is making its way over. The new offense, baby. Excited for it. Absolutely. See it in a couple weeks. All right. We mentioned just uh, how large and in charge BYU is trying to make themselves up front of the offensive line. Not to mention the skill positions. All kinds of talent coming in. We continue with our coaches' interviews. Another new man in town, Fessy Sitake, joins us next. Signing Day coverage is brought to you in part by Nissan. Innovation that excites. Welcome back. National Signing Day 2018. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio. National simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. If you would like to figure out anything that you missed during our two-hour special, it's easy. Just download the podcast. Also, a shout-out to BYU Food to Go. You can't have a party without good food, and BYU Food to Go supplied the food for our BYU Sports Nation Signing Day party. And, Jerem, it, it is good. I had a uh, bacon egg panini. It was delicious. Thanks for sharing that. It, so- it sounds delicious. You could have gone and had some. <laughs> you chose not to. <laughs> That's a you problem, bro. <laughs> they can take care of all of your food needs as well. All right. Hey, uh, great conversation with Jeff Grimes about the development of the offense. We've heard from Kalani Sataki. We'll hear from him again uh, coming up. You can always download the podcast like you mentioned. And there's a press conference uh, coming up at 2 Eastern time. After our show, uh, where Kalani Sitake will address the media and talk about the signees in the class as well, that's on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Sports. Back to Shep's Lounge in Studio A with the very first commit for this BYU football signing class, Harris Lachance. That's right, offensive lineman out of Harriman, Utah. And yeah, I don't know if you knew this, but you have the designation of being the very first commit to BYU of this 2018 class. What was it about BYU? You said, you know what, this is where I want to go. Um, you know, I just always have uh, loved this program and love this, the atmosphere that's in Provo and this school, and I just knew that I needed to come here. 
Now, you've already served your mission. You served in Nashville, Tennessee, correct? Yes, sir. All right, so you said before, you didn't necessarily grow up a BYU fan, but you were a huge college football fan. So what was it about BYU that, uh, that really, you know, that, that was the place? Um, I don't know. I just I love football, and uh, like I said, I love the atmosphere here, and uh, it just kind of clicked to me um, uh, in my head and my mission where I just knew that BYU was like the best place for me and the, and the coolest school to me, I think, is, is BYU. And so I, I'm just like, I think that's where I needed to go. I've got to imagine when you look at your position coach, your position coach is not that much older than you are. Your offensive coordinator is an O-line guy. You've got to be in heaven when you think about that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just grateful to be under them, and uh, I'm just going to give them my all and try, try my hardest to just do whatever they say, you know. Congratulations on uh, committing to BYU. Welcome to Provo, and uh, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. You bet. Let's get it back over to Studio B with Spencer and Jerem, guys. All right, thank you, Jason Harris Lachance in Shep's Lounge. There's a proposal to call it Shep's Shed instead. All those in favor? You, because you just thought of that five seconds ago. No, 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 it was someone else on Twitter. (laughs) It wasn't me. Okay, well, while you think about that, let's welcome in our second guest to Studio B, Fessy Satake and other the new offensive coaches here at BYU. Fessy, welcome officially to Studio B. What's up, Fessy? I can now consider myself official here. Yes. Now that I'm yes. in this in this studio, so Yes, I'm glad that you recognize yeah. what this the means. Same shirt on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I was torn recruiting all these guys. I didn't feel like I was at home yet. Now now I do. Now so. you do. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Hey, you've been here for a few days. Uh, what have you learned about your new assignment as a coach on the offensive staff? What what does that entail? Um just sitting back and soaking in all the wisdom around me. Uh, no, I, I, uh, it's been, it's been such a good experience being here the last couple weeks. Anytime we get a break from recruiting on the road, to be able to sit down and talk offense with these coaches and and to meet some of these players, it's, it's been an unbelievable experience. You know, you you stay at a a program for a certain time, you you start to get really comfortable and and you take certain things for granted. And so it's been able to um, kind of be put through the ringer these last couple weeks and remember that that excite that exciting feeling so it's been it's been cool and this class is exciting and uh it's been awesome that you've been plugged into a lot of these guys already as a guy who was recruiting some of these guys anyways at weaver state so let's talk about some of the receivers you'll coach starting with Braden cosper what can you tell us about him Braden is a um he's a multi-sport athlete he's a really he's just a big physical presence um when you watch him play basketball uh he's a rebounding machine he's he's bumping people out of the paint um but he's smooth he's fluid he's got finesse to him uh i i was fortunate to recruit him heavily at weber state um and was able to extend an offer out to him and then uh i know as byu started recruiting him they saw the same things and so um so you got byu on his trail basically you know what i'll leave that to interpretation no No, i just got i just got a hold of him first our camp date was first so i'm sure it was that more than anything so but he's a great kid. I'm super excited to uh, to coach him, have him join us. Mission first or coming here first? No, he's, yeah, he's coming here first. Okay, plans. So. cool. All right, Fessy Satake with us, the new wide receivers coach for BYU. We just spoke with Jeff Grimes about Gunnar Romney. He pointed out the fact that he just shows up as a competitor and he brings swagger and confidence. How will that translate to the field potentially in year number one for BYU? Well, I just think there's a sense of maturity about Gunnar. Um, a lot of uh, – when freshmen join a program, there's a lot of things that they have to overcome. And a lot of that is just the, the, the hype of being freshmen. 
Gunner, that stuff doesn't get to him at all. He's just, he's very even keeled. He's poised. When you talk to him, he has this presence of, um, I'm ready to go. Without saying it, he's basically telling you in his body language, just, I don't talk. I'm ready to go to work. And and you can see it. When we talk to his coaches, um, people around the community just speak so highly about his work ethic. Um, and I know he's got some really high lofty goals. And I think every single one of those are attainable because of uh, his his ability to work. So He's one of the more high-profile guys uh, in this class. He was at the opening in Beaverton at Nike, and he put up some big numbers. When, when, when Ty Detmer was relieved of his duties as the OC, he kind of opened it up a little bit, but ultimately signed with BYU. Was it hard to finish the deal with him? Or? Um, it, it, it wasn't hard. We just made sure we knew he had to um, feel our presence and that we wanted him just as much as, as anyone else. And so we were persistent in making sure that we were talking to him as much as we could and visiting him as much as we could within the rules. And, and so once we were able to get a, a really good relationship, we felt that um, he, he was at home with us as well. So. Both 6'3 and 195 for Braden Cosper, 200 for Gunnar Romney. They put up big numbers in high school. But you also bring some big pass catchers at the tight end position. And going back to Dallin Holker, I said it earlier with Coach Grimes, I had to look twice at his stat line. I thought, now that, is, that a, is that a career or is that one season? I mean, An we, incredible senior season. We literally asked that yesterday. He missed a couple of games and still had over 1,700 yards receiving. 22 touchdowns, so yeah. a machine. You, you talking Gunner? Uh, Sorry, Dallin Holker. Okay. Yes, Both. for a tight end. Yeah, well, because because those are very similar to Gunner's lines as well. As sure, well. But yeah. Ta- but Dallin, there's a reason he was the um, he was the offensive MVP uh, for five A, and and I've been able. He's another one I've been able to see for the last couple of years now. He literally can play wide out. I mean, but he's just he's got the the physical build of a tight end and so that's that's the perfect storm is what we're looking for in this offense a guy who's who's big and physical but has that athletic ability and you watch him play basketball too and he's he's a he's he's a freak on the court so cannot wait for that guy uh two years him and him and the other tight end um ben are both mission guys and so uh i think we'll be able to use those guys heavily in a couple of years. I'm all for missions. I went on one. They're amazing for the individual. <laughs> but when I, when I look at Holker, I'm like, oh, man, two years? Dang it. Yeah. Uh, the, you mentioned the other guy, Ben Tui Pelotu. Peter's kid, legacy Coog from uh, South Carolina, 6'4", 200. He's another tight end weapon. You can't have too many good tight ends. Can't. No, especially with, with what we're doing here and being at BYU. So not only do we want to use them in the offense, but it's what, it's what BYU's produce you know so many of them so nope we're gonna when we plan on recruiting many more so clue us into the role of the tight end in the new offense I know you guys are still developing it it's always played a huge part in, in BYU success when it's been good and when it's not involved it's like yeah those, those offenses weren't that good so I imagine you guys plan to use the tight end no question ideally some people break up tight ends as like a extra tackle type and then just a bigger receiver type but truthfully you want to have find those guys where they can, they can do both, um, and you can't really scheme against what one guy is lacking. And so uh, you can kind of see already in, in one signing class just and what we already have here that they're out there, and I, I think that that's a position that's under-recruited, but we're not complaining. We're going to c- c- uh, keep recruiting those guys. And that, as, as Jeff Grimes alluded to, is a position that BYU's always been able to get, so why not play to that strength? Right? Absolutely, yeah. exactly, 100%. A lot of people were excited about, and rightfully so, what you did at Weber State. What types of things that you did at Weber State that you had such great success with do you feel like you can implement at BYU? Well, one of them was using tight ends. We had a we had a um, a two time All American that that people were always raving about, but the the tight end just on the other side of him was just as important uh, in that offense. And they both 
both brought different things. We we were able to utilize mismatches and and catch defensive and uh, defenses and different personnel um, that made them really uncomfortable. And so we were able to expose a bunch of mismatches by getting in this big personnel because we could both run and throw using those guys. And so it's been nice to to talk offense with these coaches because I I haven't really had to say much. I can just sit back and listen, um, and then I don't have to have the strong opinion because it almost seems like we're all on that same wavelength. And let's finish with this. Uh, Jeff Grimes is a first-time play caller, very experienced, but first-time calling the plays. Um, You and Aaron Roderick have been play callers. So what's that dynamic like where you guys can offer your experience as an offensive uh, staff? Well, we haven't really really talked about – the play calling side yet and I don't know if we'll need to I mean if, if he if he asks for advice I, I have it ready but he, you said it he's been around everywhere he's seen people call plays firsthand and he's actually called plays as well and I think that's what a lot of people sometimes can can fail to acknowledge is like even though he's never had the title of offensive coordinator he's been put in situations where he's had to call plays where offensive coordinators are leaning on him and saying hey I need to do this I need to do that and so sure. although he's never had the title he he, he knows what he's doing and he's so, felt the pressure he, exactly he's felt it and so I know A-Rod and myself will be able to give him any input he's been so open he's humble um, but I think he's more ready than a lot might you know, wonder about. So. Fessy, it's great to have you in Studio B. I imagine your Twitter account has blown up since you have joined uh, the BYU coaching staff. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what it is. But. We would love for you to sign uh, our Studio B flag. In fact, I think the silver Sharpie is right in front Got of you. It. Would oh, you yeah. mind giving cool. us your autograph? My pleasure. Thank All you. right. Make it even more official once that uh, autograph goes up. Hey, coming up, we'll go back to Shep's Shed in Studio A. <laughs> really? You're going to go there? But first, BYU continues to load up with the big man up front. We'll discuss those individuals coming up. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Football National Signing Day 2018. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play, largely focusing on the new core of BYU football signees. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. So in addition to our two-hour coverage uh, this and next hour, there's a press conference at 2 Eastern time with Kalani Satake and company on the BYU TV Sports YouTube channel, youtube.com slash BYU TV Sports. Ryan Pugh is the new offensive line coach at BYU. He has already made his debut on BYU Sports Nation. He is a glutton for punishment. He is back for more. Ryan Wow, you're showing some courage coming back in here, man. I'm excited. Uh, you guys can't you can't hold me back and keep me <laughs> down long. So um, I had fun the first time around, so we'll we'll have a little more fun this this time. I literally wouldn't be able to hold you back too. So that, <laughs> that, that plays in. Let's talk about the offensive linemen you signed. All five were in December, but I know you guys are really excited about them. Let's start with Campbell Barrington. What do you think of him? Uh, when you think of Campbell, you think of a, a long, athletic uh, young man uh, from up and around the Spokane area. Uh, physical ability to play multiple positions across the front. I think that's going to be the consistent thing with this entire group uh, is the athleticism, the toughness, the physicality that they bring to the table. Um, and it's it's a great group of offensive linemen that we are, uh, feel really good about that we're able to sign in December. And he's back from a mission? Is he back from a mission and playing this fall? That's what? his older brother. Clark. That's his older Clark. brother, Clark. Yeah. Okay. So Clark will be returning from his mission um, and, uh, in the fall coming back from Uganda, and then uh, 
Campbell will be going on his mission. Gotcha. And so uh, so have we're, we're trading, you know, we're yeah. trading one of the Barringtons for the other. And I think mom and dad are excited both, but it's a special day for him. And uh, at some point they'll have two of their sons at BYU playing on the offensive line. The brothers Barrington. Yes. Now go. say it right, Jerem. The brothers Barrington. Barrington? Yeah, for whatever feels reason. feels like a formal English We want to call them the Dukes of Barrington or something. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We have, <laughs> we have like three years to figure that out. Okay? Three-star guy coming out of the state of Washington. All right, we've already heard from Harris Lachance in Shep's Lounge in Studio A. Shep's well, Shed. Shep's Lounge. Don't degrade it to that. It's not degrading. It's upgrading, man. Uh, tell us about Harris Lachance and, uh, and what you like. Jeremy already pointed out he has great hair. Yeah, I, I like I like his lettuce, dude. Harris yeah. Chance. Slightly better or worse than mine? It's a wash. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Uh, we're excited about Harris. Harris is another uh, very long, tall, athletic offensive lineman. Played both offense and defense in high school. Um, probably had to do as much recruiting from within our staff to keep him on our side of the ball. Uh, that just is a testament to his athletic ability. Really? I think um, – Putting on weight now, uh, getting in the weight room, seeing him out there, already enrolled, going through spring practice is going to help him tremendously. Uh, but like you said, he's, he's a great young man who's, who's working hard for us each and every day right now. And uh, I think hopefully we can get uh, a lot out of him this spring as far as just his development. How often Return you, missionary, too. Yeah. So he's back, he's ready. Yeah. How often do you encounter something like that where you're, you're battling with in the staff to keep a guy on your Sometimes side. Sometimes I think the best players uh, on our team are you recruit from within, you know, and finding uh, big physical athletes. I think that's what, uh, when you think of BYU, I think that's what you think of is guys who can play multiple positions, whether on defense or offense. And uh, that's, we want to be, we want to put the best talent on the field. We want to put the best product on the field each and every week and each and every season. And so I think this is no different this upcoming season. So uh, being, but, again, I think it goes back to the testament of how athletic Harris is. And so that's, that's exciting. 6A defensive lineman like Corbin Kafusi and then Mo Long. Yeah, okay. Tyson Lewis. Tell us about Tyson. Tyson from up in uh, Weaver. Uh, great family, great young man. Um, he, he's a physical football player. Uh, really has spent a lot of time this offseason getting in the weight room. Uh, developing his strength, becoming a physical player. I think you see on his tape, you see the athletic ability. He has great feet, uh, the ability to bend, sink his hips, um, and play with a little, uh, you know, a mean streak on the field, which is what, what I love. Look at you already with your Utah geography solid. Yeah, up in yeah, Weber, up in Weber. Yeah, hey, just you because know. I'm yeah, from Alabama, right. there's other parts of the country. You know, we have geography there. We don't get outside of you know <laughs> west of the Mississippi. That's <laughs> you, can, you just kind of guess at that point. But now you know. Uh, but yeah, no, it's you better be familiar with where you're recruiting and, and this state especially, and, and they have a lot of great offensive linemen within the state of Utah. No, no, wait a minute. There's a state below the state of Washington. How do you say that one? How do you say that state's name? The one right below Washington. The runner-up in the 2010 National Championship game? <laughs> you should know that one. Right, yeah. Well, how do you say that? State? Oregon? Yes. Was that it? I was afraid you'd say oh. Oregon. Oh. Oh, man. I, I, get, I, get a, I catch a lot of flack for my accent. Uh, you should hear my wife talk. I don't it's think a little your more. That's strong. Mine's not. My wife's yeah. is a lot better than mine. Yeah. Uh, there's probably people who could listen my to that. My dad's from North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, I know the accent. Ryan, yeah. in the moment for you to pull that out, that was amazing. Oh, yeah. That, that, was, that was a heck of a game. Y'all really said was. this was round two. I just Woo! wanted to see if. Let's go. Could, you know, it's I want to see game. if y'all could hang with me. <laughs> <laughs> the answer's clearly no. Let's finish with this. The fifth <laughs> offensive lineman sign, Jacob Smith. This is a dude out of Minnesota that a lot of Big Ten teams wanted. 
Yeah, big physical. When you th- watch this tape, you think of just a big mauler. Uh, you know, somebody who's going to change the line of scrimmage at guard um, and tackle. He's got a lot of experience across the line of scrimmage. Um, he's been uh, a known prospect since he was a young freshman in high school, um, and we're excited to have him. All right, we haven't. Uh, we can't leave Connor Pay off the list. We talked to him yesterday. We talked to him right. yesterday. That guy is so mature and well-spoken. I was really impressed just with kind of being how young he is, the, the view he has on life and football is really impressive. Right. I think he gets it from a great, uh, great family at home. Uh, his father, Gary Pay, uh, played at BYU offensive lineman. His mother, Gina, uh, big family there. Not only um, BYU people through and through, but just like you said, a great young man. Again, another athletic offensive lineman who, again, all the, most of these guys and most of your best offensive linemen in high school are going to play left tackle, but then – piecing them in across the line when they get here. Uh, it's a great-looking offensive line class. You know, you want those guys to get off the bus first. But those – they're big, athletic guys, toughness, um, and that's something that, that I want to bring to the back to the offensive line. Everybody over 6'5 and over 270 pounds. It's a good start up front for the offensive line. Absolutely. All right. Ryan, you did not disappoint, man. We're going to do this again soon. Oh, the national runner-up? <laughs> Fantastic. Dude. You guys are welcome. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, we'll have some fun again soon. All right, great stuff. Uh, we have a bonus Shep Lounge or Shep Shed, whatever team you're on. Yeah. Maybe we should send and that I, poll question out. And I'm excited about this guy he's going to talk with. Uh, Zach Wilson, one of the quarterbacks who came in a little bit later in the early signing period in December, is with Jason Shepard. All right, Zach, full disclosure, uh, when you made your announcement uh, that you were going to BYU, I have probably watched that Instagram video at least 50 times. The, the contrast of all of the Utah gear behind you and then you picking the BYU hat was pretty awesome. What was that experience like for you? I mean, it was crazy. Um, growing up, I've always been the biggest Utah fan, right? Um, I always tell myself, man, BYU is the last school I will ever go to. Like, I hope they lose every single game. Um, and then kind of once you get into the recruiting process, you know, things start to change. Um, you start to look at, you know, the people and the programs rather than, you know, just being a BYU Cougar, right? Because I still have a, a hard time kind of wearing BYU stuff sometimes, right? So it kind of flashes back. But, um, I mean, the people here are kind of what, what really do it for me, and, I, and I'm glad I can be part of that. So. And what else played into the decision in terms of, I mean, there's a new offensive coordinator. Is, is, it, a, is it a system that you, that you like? What was it that you said, you know what, this is a, this is a good fit for me? Um, I think it'd be cool to, you know, play in front of my family and represent something here in the state of Utah. And, you know, I've always just been a big, a big uh, homebody. Um, you know, looking at BYU, you know, having a, a bad year last year, I think it'd be cool to really be part of something where they can flip it around. And, and with the new staff coming in, I think they really fit my personnel and kind of what, you know, I like to do as a player. And, you know, that kind of got me fired up to be able to, to play with those guys. So. so is mom and dad going to be able to wear the BYU gear coming down to Lavelle Edwards Stadium to watch? Eventually. <laughs> it's, 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 it'll take some time. Yeah. Zach, great stuff. Appreciate it. Let's get it back over to Studio B with Spencer and Jerem, guys. All right. Thank you, Jason. What role will Zach Wilson play on this team, if any? Jeff Grimes said that, hey, every, it's, everything's open. Even if you've played here and started a bunch, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to start this fall. Another quarterback will join us next, thanks to Jason Shepard, Stacy Connor. We're going to learn some things about the 6'5 quarterback out of Texas. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most.
Welcome back to National Signing Day, our BYU Sports Nation two-hour special here from Studio A. Jason Shepard here in Shep's Lounge. And joining me is one of the new quarterbacks here at BYU, Stacey Connor out of Texas. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. No problem. Blessing to be here. All right, so you played in Texas in high school. You played at Bishop Dunn for the first three years where you had a teammate by the name of Micah Simon. Yes, sir. So how much of an impact was it that Micah played here at BYU? Um, Well, Micah has always been like a brother to me. Like my freshman year, he took me under his wing. He was the quarterback, which is outrageous, but um, he was a quarterback. I was a backup, so he led the team, and he just showed all the leader characteristics that it took to be on a, a great team. And ever since then, Micah's been there for me, so I'm here now with him. It's probably That's nice to have a familiar face here, right? Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> so you're a, you're a tall guy. So explain your skill set. What are Cougar fans going to see out of Stacy Connor? All of the Cougar fans are going to see a playmaker out of me. I can make plays whenever. Uh, I can throw, I can run, I can do whatever you want me to do. Uh, and they're going to get a leader out of me. And I'm going to push everybody. I'm going to give it my all on the field to do whatever to win. So that's what they're going to see out of me. Besides the connection with Micah, what else was it about BYU that sold you on coming here to Provo? Basically the atmosphere around the campus and all around Provo, actually. So um, when I first got here, I mean, it wasn't like when I met with the team, there wasn't a split between like who was cool, who wasn't. It was all unity. They were all one, and they all treated me the same. So that was a great thing that I seen about BYU also. And then the coaching staff was wonderful. Uh, coach Kalani, I admire him so much. Uh, he's a great coach. And now that I got to meet Coach Grimes and Coach Lamb and everybody else, um, it's just been great for me so far. So, uh, I mean, they're all great. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing else that you can really say about it. Well, Stacy, congratulations on committing to BYU, and thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank all right, you. let's get it back over to Studio B with Spencer and Jerem. Guys. Thank you, Jason. I already Playmakers like, needed. I let's already go. like his poise, Jerem. Let's go. I'll make plays. If he's comfortable in Shep's Lounge, he can be comfortable. In he's the a box. playmaker. He can host the show. That's all we do, man. Hey, coming up, another full hour, including interviews with Kalani Sataki, Eliza Tuyaki, Ed Lamb, and Gennaro Guilford. Not to mention the newest BYU coach, coaching the running backs, A.J. Stewart. Great stuff in hour two on the way. How fast was that first hour? Good grief. Roughly 58 minutes. Mr. Technicality. Step Chateau. Hour two of BYU Sports Nation's National Signing Day special starts right now. We take a close look at each and every one of the signees. On the offensive side of the ball, now we get defensive in hour number two. Ah, yes. Plus, the head coach, Kalani Satake, goes in-depth as he gives us his overall thoughts on today's signing class. It's a party. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. If one hour is good, two are better. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B continues on National Signing Day. Brought to you by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, February 7th. Typically the first Wednesday in February is the day 
Not the case anymore. The NCAA has instituted an early signing period, so this is Act 2 as BYU puts together... But the final piece. The full signing class, yes. It's mostly complete. It is an incomplete puzzle until this first Wednesday. And who likes an incomplete puzzle, man? you got to get all the pieces on there. Well said. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. As I mentioned, this is hour number two. We will take you until 1 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Mountain Time. Football dreams becoming a reality for several players that have decided to continue their football and education at BYU. Just sign on the dotted line. And BYU football generated another headline yesterday. BYU football hired A.J. Stewart as the 10th assistant. Stewart is the running back's coach. He comes to BYU from Rice, where he was there the last six years and the last four as the running back's coach. Speaking of the new man on campus, holding it down in Shep's Lounge, or we have a new entry. Chateau de Shep. Okay, see, I'm okay with that one. Is the new running backs coach, A.J. Stewart, with Jason Shepard? Hey, saying it in French classes it up a bit. I, I'm not sure that I'm, uh, I'm opposed to that one. But that's right. I'm here with the, the newest coach, uh, the new running backs coach for BYU, A.J. Stewart. First and foremost, welcome to BYU and welcome to Provo. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. We were talking before we went on air. You, you, I asked you what you thought about this whole, you know, this whole setup and this, this party, basically, that's going on. You said this is one of the reasons that you wanted to come to BYU. For sure. Uh, just the way that uh, this place values football and, and just h- how big of a celebration this is. This is something I just love being a part of, and I'm, I'm just really taking it all in today. Since this is the first introduction that a lot of Cougar fans have had with you, uh, you have been at Rice in Houston yes. uh, for the last six years as the running backs coach there. Why don't you give everybody a little bit of, a, of an idea of your background and family situation and things like that? Uh, yes, I uh, grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. and then I Cardinals uh, fan, by the way? Die hard. Amen. You, ha- you have go. to be. That's just that's that's right. part of it. Uh, but I then went on to go to Kansas, University of Kansas, played uh, football there, quite a few positions. Uh, I think it helped me be a better coach, to be honest with you. And uh, married to a beautiful wife. We were going on three years in July. Uh, Virginia, she'll be... Uh, getting down here uh, whenever her school year is over. She's a teacher. Um, so we don't have any kids yet or anything. But we're just we're so excited just to be a part of this. And uh, when we got the news yesterday that, that we were able to come here, we've, we've been celebrating ever since. We haven't gotten uh, very much sleep yet. So we're excited. I know that a lot of this will be determined by Coach Grimes and what he wants to see. But, you know, fans always want to know, what, what, what do you want to see out of your running backs? What, what will they see? What, what type of running back do you want to see? Uh, to me, it's just about discipline. Uh, that's, that's the number one thing, just play the game the right way. Uh, we want to finish everything we do, uh, whether it be a run, a block, a route. You know, it's just how you, I believe in, in the motto, how you do anything is how you do everything. I mean, that's something that I, I truly believe in, and that's on and off the field. So uh, I think what you'll see is a, a disciplined group uh, and a, just a bunch of guys who really play the game uh, for the love of the game and, and are going to give it everything they have when they step out on, on the field. I, I saw in the press release yesterday you were talking about not only do you want to make sure that these young men are good football players, but you're looking for them to be good men long term. For sure. That's the reason I got into this profession. Um, had great coaches that were mentors and father figures to me growing up. And I, I just feel like I owe it to them, you know, to make that same impact on young men. So, uh, obviously, we're all here to win football games. You know, we, we love winning. That makes it a lot more fun. Uh, but at the end of the day, what helps me sleep at night and knowing that, you know, I'm doing what God called me to do is when I see what these guys do out, off the football field. 
Well, AJ, congratulations on the new job. Uh, welcome to BYU, and I look forward to speaking to you in the future. Thank you very much. There we go. Great BYU's be new running backs coach, AJ Stewart. Let's send it back to Spencer and Jeremy in Studio B. Yes, the Chateau de Shep. Shep Shack, Shep Sheds, Chateau de. Yes, Shep's Lounge. Yeah, that one's fine. I can't believe that's become a thing. It's not really a thing. Good grief. I love that he used the word discipline, AJ Stewart, because. You want to hear that from running back coach? Protect the ball. Hold on to that. Know your assignment. He's got a loaded room, by the way. Oh, man. He's got a bunch of talented running backs. Yes. Yeah. Starting with Squally Canada oh, and Ula Tolutau. Ready to go. Yeah. The health, man. That's the thing. Joining us now, as we switch our attention to the defensive side of the ball, is BYU defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki, who is now coaching specifically the defensive line coach. A little transition for you. How are you feeling about the new shakeup? No, it's, it's, uh, it's all kind of uh, you know getting where it needs to be, um, but uh, you know new new guys on the staff as well as just a couple of changes. But we're we're all excited and ready for this next next uh, season. So, all right, let's uh, go ahead and start with uh, your defensive signees. When you take a step back and look at the whole group, uh, what do you think about this specific class? How how would you define the guys you have coming on the defensive side of the ball this year? Uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of good players, a lot of good. Uh, Kids that that uh, we feel we can develop, you know, there's a lot of the, a couple of those kids that are going on missions, um, but there's a lot of length, you know, and that's that's the thing is just uh, getting kids that uh, can cover a lot of ground, getting kids that are athletic and kids that are big that can that can take up blocks and shed blocks and all that stuff. And so you look down at it, I mean, there's there's just a lot of good long, tall kids in the, in this class, and so really really excited about them. So you, to to play uh, in the secondary, specifically at corner, it seems like you got to be a little taller and you got to have a good wingspan. Is that that's something you're going after specifically? Yeah, you know, I, uh, and speed. De- yeah, depends on on what you're trying to do on defense, right? There's a lot of corners that are that are good players that probably fit different systems as far as probably playing more zone coverages and keeping everything in front of you. Kids that are that are good tacklers and all that. And with uh, with what we've tried to do in the last couple of years. Playing a tons and tons of man coverage. Yeah, you've got to have kids that are that are long, kids that can run, kids that can make uh, windows a little bit smaller for quarterbacks to throw. And so, um, that look at the DB, <clears throat> the DB, DB class that we've signed. There's a lot of speed there, athleticism, and and uh, kids that just long, long, tall kids that are fast. Let's let's look at some of those uh, DBs. So Talon Alfrey, six three, one eighty five. Uh, Isaiah Heron, six one. Uh, Malik Moore, six one, one eighty. These feel like Michael Davis type of guys in a exactly, way. Exactly, exactly. I mean, that's a prototypical body type that you're looking for because they can run like that. And, um, you know, the, the, the balls that, that uh, cost you the most are the deep balls. And so we want to try to make those windows smaller because they can run with these receivers these days that are um, a, lot, a lot of these teams that are good um, have big, tall, physical receivers. So we got to have corners that can play with them. Um, if you have corners that are a little bit shorter, sometimes they get exposed to them when uh, you're playing against bigger, taller receivers. So. All right, as Jaron mentioned, Talon Alfrey, Brock Davis is another guy uh, that comes from Salt Lake City. He's also 6'1", so look for size there. But I tell you what, there is no better position that will help out a defensive back group than probably the defensive line. If they can get to the quarterback, the DBs are living large, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, let, yeah. and let's focus on Chinonso Opara. We talked about him in December you said, "Look, he's raw, but you're really excited about what he brings in that." And that going back to that size again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's same thing with uh, with you know a quarterback that is looking over guys like you know Chinonso standing next to next to Corbin, and and all of a sudden you're having to throw you know through lanes with their them putting their hands up. The lanes are smaller. 
you get more batted balls, tip balls, you know, normally equate to, to, to turnovers and, and picks. And so um, that's the, the, these kids are going to take up a lot of space as well as just give us a good uh, opportunity to push the pocket and hopefully help these corners out. You know, corners that are playing man-to-man, which I think is the hardest thing to do on defense when you're, you got a, a D-line that can push the pocket and get, uh, get you playing with the clock in your head, then you can play a lot more aggressive as a corner knowing that your D-line is going to get the ball out a little bit quicker. Shinonso is a great story too. He's he's Nigerian and kind of fell in your lap in that he he's in Draper going to Juan Diego. So what was it like to recruit him and say, hey, come play football, man? Yeah, he was uh, actually uh, um, you know one of our our coaches noticed him just playing basketball. He wasn't really I think it was his first year playing football, but wasn't really playing. And so was it watching somebody else in a game and they happened yeah, to see him? Yeah, okay. I think it was watching their kid. <laughs> it's <was laughs> like who's this guy? <laughs> And uh, I mean, you know, athletic on the ba- on the basketball court, and um, you know, really, really raw in football. Just, he's only been playing for two years now, yeah. so we know that that uh, his best years are ahead of him. But uh, he came to our camp and did a did a phenomenal job. Was really stout, and I was I was surprised by that. We have a drill that we do, which is bull in the circle. You know, just get two guys head up. The rules are you can't twist, and you got to push the other guy out. And I mean, he was always late off the ball. And so kids were always coming off the ball, getting you know, getting the better positioning on him, and then he would just stop and then reposition himself and just walk him out of the circle. So he's he's really really strong. I mean, obviously he's big, but uh, I think that he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a force to be reckoned with in there. And and uh, he, he's a guy that can that can also play both ways, which is was always nice to have kids that can. Uh, transition to the other side too, if it ends up being best for their career. So you're saying saying there's a possibility he could play offensive line? Uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, we we've had those discussions. The thing about him is he's so he's coming as a defensive lineman. Um, if the team needs him there, and we think that it's going to be best for his career in the future, then then that definitely is something that's that that could happen. A seven-two wingspan for Chinonzo Para. That is that is some length. I, I'm. Uh... Impressed by the amount of height in this class. At, with, like we're talking about Harris Lachance, who's a six eight tackle. Shinonso Opara, six eight. Do you have to be six eight to be recruited to play line at BYU now? Or something? Yeah, that's it's a Disneyland ride. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if you're not this tall, you can't get on. So, <laughs> <laughs> Elisa Tuiaki with us, coach. It's always great to talk to you. I know this is a big day. I hope you get some time off. You know, a few days to just kind of collect your thoughts and break away for a bit. No, it'll it'll be good after this class is done today and we put it to bed. We're ready to get spring ball started and start meeting. So we're excited about that. All right, Coach, we appreciate the time on a busy Thanks, day. Sir. Thank you. Elisa Tuiaki with us. We're just getting started in hour number two. Gennaro Guilford will join us in studios. BYU signs several cornerbacks uh, in this class. He's got a new crop. Man. And they're, they're built like Gennaro, right? Mm, interesting. It is interesting. But first, BYU goes down under for their new punter. Oh, yeah. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation, on National Signing Day. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. You can join our conversation anytime you like. Tell us what you think about the new signees, the new offensive staff at BYU. Just follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Men's Hoops play Santa Clara tomorrow night. It's a late one, 11 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN, ESPNU and BYU Radio. Uh, you can join Jason Shepard in Shep's Lounge again tomorrow night at 10 Eastern time. On BYU Radio. Quite literally, moments ago, the newest signee announcement coming in. So back to Studio A and the podium with BYU running back Ula Tolutau. Okay. 
Uh, our uh, next uh, brother to join us, uh, Mone Final, coming from uh, Kearns High School, uh, 6'2", uh, running back. All right, Amone Finau joining the running back crew. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, uh, and his uh, brother is a running back as well, uh, who's a return missionary is going to play for BYU. So Finau, the Finau brothers. and You'll have the Finau brothers uh, running the ball with the Barrington brothers blocking yes. and the, uh, the uh, two Pelotus at tight end. So you have all <laughs> kinds of brothers. It's going to be awesome It's in like three years. It's a family business right. within BYU football. Okay, as you look at Amone Finau, 6'2", 205 pounds out of Kearns, Utah, running back another three-star recruit, according to ESPN, into BYU. Also, really good guy catching the ball as a wide receiver. Uh, this was a heavily recruited guy throughout the state. Nice to have him at BYU. Now you, back over you, to— You know who else went to Kearns? Jason who? Shepard. Jason Shepard. Yeah. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Great people out of Kearns High School. Let's go back over to Studio A. Jason Shepard is standing by in Shep's Lounge with his latest, greatest interviewee. Standing by with Preston Hadley. It's, it's a new coach, but certainly somebody that everybody knows. He's the new safeties coach here uh, for the BYU football team. And we were talking before we went on air, Preston. It's like coming back. It's like a comfortable shoe. You, you know this place, but there are a lot of new faces here. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been fun coming back just you know, a lot of familiar faces, but then, you know, like we were saying, there's a, a bunch of new faces. So, you know, it, it is home. It feels like home. But then at the same time, I'm, I'm the new guy. So it's an interesting dynamic. So if you had to do any new guy things, like get the donuts or get the bagels or anything like that, are they sending you out on those runs? Uh, fortunately, no. So I've, of course, I've we may be giving them ideas now. So Yeah, you know, if you, if, next question. <laughs> so what was – what is – the thing that you are most excited about being back here at BYU and being involved with the safeties? Um, for, for me personally, you know, BYU is a, is a place I believe in and, you know, just growing up in the area, um, I've always been a BYU fan and, and, and really appreciate what the, the program stood for and, and the people in it. And so just to, to have the opportunity to come and be a part of something like that, um, it's an honor, you know, and it's, I'm, I've been enjoying it so far and I I, look, I continue to look forward just to, to the experience that I get to have with just the people here. So um, I've, I've enjoyed it a lot. In your conversations with Coach Tuiaki, what have you guys discussed in terms of what you want to see out of the safety position this season? Um, well, you know, I think the philosophy is just to, to keep things simple and just play fast and uh, be physical and, and be great tacklers. And so um, I think that's just the, the basic fundamentals. Um, is, is what we're going to be focused on. And just, you know, that's what, that's, those are the things that's going to help you, help propel you to, to playing great defense. Well, Preston, welcome back to BYU. I know everybody's happy to have you back, and they're looking forward to seeing what you can do with the team this year. I look forward to it. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. That's Preston Hadley, safeties coach here for the BYU Cougars. Let's get it back over to Studio B with Spencer and Jerem, guys. Okay, Jason, the guy that used to coach the safeties is now coaching the linebackers, still with the special teams. He is assistant head coach Ed Lamb. Ed, nice to have you back in Studio B. Thank you. Nice to be here. Good man. (laughs) Good things. You thought you were going to make it through the interview without a cyborg reference, didn't you? Uh, I think was, I, I can see it coming. There was a prop bet on that, <laughs> yeah, over under one and a half mentions. <laughs> What's this day like for you emotionally now that it's changed? You have an early signing period in December, and now this is kind of the you know the final piece is going to play. So, what, what is this day like for you now? 
You just asked me a question about my emotionality. <laughs> you asked the cyborg to share my emotions. Yeah. Com- compute. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Basically, how are you feeling right now? Is there any less stress because there are two days now? It's or fun. Two periods? It, it, this is a lot of fun. Um, this day being the, the culmination and the opportunity to talk about these kids with that we've known for a long time now, three, four years in some cases, we've been recruiting these guys. And, and then you, you've seen sometimes there's a family pattern. We've known the family, the parents and older brothers or cousins. And, um, to be able to, to celebrate that and then also to start to pour – uh, a lot more of our energy into our current team is a, it's a nice transition for us. Speaking of transition, you're the linebackers coach now. You played linebacker at BYU, a natural mm-hmm. fit for you. But how's the uh, transition been for you to coaching the linebackers? It, I, it, there hasn't been much of a transition yet. It's it's um, you know with my special teams role, I get to work with every player on the roster, and that's one of the things I love about coordinating the special teams. Every every guy on the team <laughs> is a special teams role of some type. Um, so. Um, I'll miss the the relationships, the closer relationships I have with the safeties, and uh, they'll be in good hands with with Preston moving forward. And then I'm I'm looking forward to getting another linebackers later. But you know we've all been on the road, you know, it's 15 to 20 hotel nights in January. Good grief! And so we haven't seen our, our current guys as much as we'd like to. But that'll that will change a lot here after today. Now, for a, a cyborg like yourself, it doesn't matter. I mean, you, you're a machine, so whether you're in the hotel room or at home, it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> That's right. I've got a routine. Feel nothing. <laughs> we're back on a hotel bed. Oh, my goodness. Okay, let's talk about uh, some of the linebacker signees, starting with uh, Isaac Matua. What do, you, what do you know about Isaac, and, and what jumps off the page uh, when you look at him? Um, so uh, Isaac is uh, he has a high development potential ceiling, and and we've really um, made a concerted effort to move a lot of our recruiting in that direction. And uh, Isaac, he, you know, as you watch the highlights, you're going to see quarterback, and you're going to see a runner, a guy that's got great leadership, great character, great athleticism, and really we we have to make some decisions sometimes. How much do we care? About that this guy hasn't played linebacker yet. How much do we care that he hasn't been coached by his high school coaching staff as a linebacker? And in his case, we see the requisite measurables that we're confident we can make him into a dominant linebacker. So he didn't play linebacker in high school? No, or... he, no, he's he's not played any any defense. Well then, yes. so he was a quarterback, and, and right. we'll mold him. He's a quarterback. Kind of cool was an interesting one that way, in that he was a quarterback and a right. safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so that's an interesting one. Oliver Nasilai, what can you tell us about him? Oliver, we first got to know him in camp. You know, he came a long way out. Um, his family in this area and, and some ties, but uh, came Arkansas. to camp and yeah, all the way from Arkansas. Just a very, very physical player. He he was uh, he was a danger to the other kids in our <laughs> camp. His nickname is the Punisher, apparently, yeah. which is intense. Yeah, I I don't know where that that nickname came from, and I and you know not being out there, we don't hear that nickname, but it's apt. It's that's very suitable for the way he plays the game. Why did he feel like BYU was the place for him to be when, you know, he's got the likes of SEC schools like Arkansas and uh, Oklahoma State out of the Big 12 calling his name as well? Sure. Well, you know, he's LDS, and that's always that's it's our our biggest advantage in recruiting. And, in, you know, in some cases with the honor code and the academic standards here, those are those are the challenges we face. But in his case, you know, those were attractions to him and gave us an opportunity to recruit a guy that we might not otherwise be able to recruit. Alex Miskella, a guy that uh, is signed uh, today, a linebacker out of Los Alamitos, California. That's right. Uh, Alex is is big and physical, so he's on a, he, he's on the opposite spectrum in terms of um, development potential th- than Matua, for example. 
Uh, Alex is about as strong as any collegiate linebacker in the country already. He's a he's a weight room guy. Really has a lot of speed. He's as physically developed as anybody that that we've got in our recruiting class. So we expect an immediate impact at the point where he can come in. Uh, we we expect an impact on special teams. We expect him to compete for playing time right away. So he's uh, coming to school first, guy. He is. Yeah, he's gotcha. he's he's not LDS. Gotcha. All right, now uh, another family name, Viliami Tausinga, first cousin of Kesney. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but. A middle linebacker that has been described uh, by a few members of your staff as really, really aggressive. He is. He is. And um, and also uh, it, two sometimes seemingly opposite character qualities, he's very conscientious. He's a student body president at East High School, is very involved in the, in the community and uh, a, a natural leader, uh, great personality. And he is. He's uh, really aggressive in, in really everything that he does in his school and leadership and the way he plays football on the field. He's a lot of fun to be around, and we, we need more guys like him in our recruiting class. The oldest of seven children You've got to be aggressive to get that food at dinner. That's, that's where it starts. With those seven <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, the oldest of seven, a great example to his All of his siblings came on the official visit and oh, were cool. hanging around, and he's a great example to his younger brothers and sisters. Okay, so the biggest um, slap in the face to Johnny Linehan ever would be to go get an Australian to replace him. <laughs> and that's what has happened. Tell us about Danny Jones from Melbourne. Yeah, well, um, so Danny has been playing uh, several years now of Aussie Rules professional football. Mm. And um, his, his dad um, d- doesn't want him to leave and pursue American football. He's, he's, still a, he's still very much a legitimate prospect to ascend to the highest level of Aussie rules football. Wow. Tremendous athlete. I mean, he's all of, all of 6'3", or plus, maybe 6'4", and uh, he'll be one of the fastest players on our team. He'll be one of the strongest players on our team. Um, really has a, a lot of ability. But he, you know, if, if you've ever been to Australia, and I had the chance in going over and taking a look and recruiting him, you know, American culture is, is big there. They watch American TV shows. And so when I said, why are you giving up this dream, you know, to, to come to America and play American football? And he said, this is what we do. We, we watch Last Chance U. We, we watch American you football sports shows. Nation. Yeah, this is a, we, yeah, he did. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer and Jerem, and yeah, he knew yeah. it all, you know. And then, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's why he's coming. Now, now the, the school he went to, Pro Kick, that is like th- that's where I think Utah got their guys. That's right, the Ray guy, right? Wisniewski yeah. and uh, that is the yeah. school. And I had to get uh, in- indoctrinated into the way they do business over there. And and so I went over and visited with them and watching a training session. I mean, they had twenty five guys just kicking it like a random park until somebody kicks them out of there. But wow. these are professional Aussie rules football players that come from all over that continent, and uh, they they pay they pay money to be trained and be set up. But it's not like you go over there and, and say, well, this is the guy I want. They tell you who's available for you, mm. and you don't get to talk to the other kids, and you don't get, you don't get to know anything wow. about them. They make the selection. They do a lot of the recruiting, and they've, they've had tremendous success. I think four, four or five of the last six Ray Guy award winners, and this is a, this wow. is a special guy we're getting. All right, Danny Jones is in for BYU football as a punter out of Melbourne, Australia. Ed, great to have you with us, man. And uh, thank you for sharing your heartfelt emotions with Always us. Always a pleasure to open up my heart to you, <laughs> Spencer. Thanks for the question. Johnny Linehan, BYU did the dirty and replaced the Kiwi with an Aussie. I feel hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ed. Oh, good stuff. Hey, coming up, Kalani Satake will join us to uh, put a bow on the fantastic day that is a little bit later.
BYU Sports Nation's National Signing Day coverage continues. I still can't get over Johnny's tweet. <laughs> get over it. You graduated. Signing Day coverage is brought to you in part by Nissan. Innovation that excites. A very happy Wednesday to all y'all. National Signing Day coverage 2018 on BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. And a shout-out to BYU Food to Go. You can't have a party without good food. That's true. And BYU Food to Go supplied the food for our BYU Sports Nation Signing Day party. And it was and is good. They can take care of all of your food needs as well. Okay. We have very little time to waste. Much more to discuss over the final half hour of this two-hour special, including more from Studio A and Jason Shepard, who is with BYU offensive coach Aaron Roderick. That's right. Uh, Aaron Roderick with me here in Shep's Lounge, passing game coordinator, QB coach. And if you're wondering what passing game coordinator does, you coordinate the passing game. It's pretty self-explanatory, I would think. Uh, we, coach Grimes, when he was on with Spencer and Jerem uh, in Studio B, they were asking him, so how many quarterbacks do you have in the QB room? He said, a lot. So what's, what are your thoughts on not just the guys that are currently in the program, but some of the new commits uh, in terms of the quarterbacks? Well, we have a, like you said, there's a lot of guys. So um, it's going to be a challenge to sort it out. You want to find a way to give everyone an opportunity, but at the same time you've got to cut it down to a manageable number so that you can actually get some guys enough reps to get better. I wanted to ask you about one of the more recent um, commits here, uh, a running back out of Kearns High School, uh, Amone Finau. And as, as a fellow Kearns Cougar myself, I'm kind of excited about this. What can you tell everybody about uh, Amone Finau? Uh, he's a very skilled guy. He can do a lot of different things. Uh, he's a great-looking kid. Now, he's big and fast. He uh, looks as good as you can, as, as you can look. But he, he's an excellent receiver. He actually played wide receiver a lot was all state as a receiver I think it was his sophomore or junior year and then uh, became more of a running back but he can he can do a lot of different things and he's he's big enough to block he's a good receiver and a great runner the way that things go now after signing day you know it's not too long before spring ball is here how excited are you just to get this thing going really excited yeah it's been fun we've been uh, spending a lot of time uh, meeting, putting our offense together, you know, uh, getting everything organized, and we just barely are starting to present it to our players now, and it's a really fun process. Aaron, great stuff. Uh, thanks for joining me, and it's great to have you back at BYU. Great to be here. Thanks. You bet. Let's get it back over to Studio B with Spencer and Jerem. The OG A-Rod, as we determined with him when he was in Studio B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. The OG. And you are the OG Jerem, correct? <laughs> no, there's one in the book one. Okay. The OG. Jason Shepard continuing his coverage from Studio A, and we are continuing to break down all of the BYU football signees, specifically this hour on the defensive side of the ball. One thing that we've learned, Jerem, about the defensive backs is that they want length and speed. Michael Davis is kind of the uh, protege, if, if you will, for that. In Who that. originally was a wide receiver when he came to BYU. Right. A guy that can run, a guy with speed and length, and now he's with the Chargers, uh, played sparingly his senior year, but he had an NFL an NFL skill set. So uh, the guys, you're seeing, where, where's the 5'11 corner that BYU is signing? They're not there. It's 6'1", 6'1", 6'3", those kind of guys. Guys with speed that are a little under uh, 200 pounds. Guys that have, if they've run track and they have good numbers, that's something that BYU has been looking at. So like uh, Elias Tuiaki said, if BYU has got uh, some length, some height, some speed, that, those are good, uh, that's a good formula for the type of cornerback that they want. Now safety is a different 
kind of set up there, but corners, they want those guys to fly around. All right, and who better to discuss all of the defensive backs and those that have signed today than Gennaro Guilford, who himself was a guy who could run and yeah, is tall. Yeah, G- had all those And has great length. Tall, length, speed. Is that, is that accurate? I can run a little bit. I can <laughs> run a, a, a little bit. A little bit. No. Yeah. It's easy, recruiting. Just go find people like me, right? I'm not going to hold my own. I had a little bit of speed. A little bit. <laughs> Gennaro, when you look at uh, – I don't know. Let's start individually with talent, Alfred, mm-hmm. and we'll go down the list. Okay. Um, what can you tell us about talent specifically? As you know, we pointed out, you want length, you mm-hmm. want speed, guys that can reach and, and run. Yeah, um, a guy that came came to our camp uh, for a whole week and was very very coachable. I mean, took took all took all the coaching points and applied them immediately. Um, was always asking for help after after um, every single rep. Um, you know, and, and he was he was a guy that that could run and make plays, had great ball skills. Um, so it was kind of a a no-brainer when uh, me and Coach Lamb seen him. Is he a corner or a safety, or are you still figuring that safety. out? Safety. Safety? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. How is the, how is the safety uh, position, maybe the uh, tangibles, different than the, what you're looking at in a corner? Um, honestly, our, our um, top-end speed, to be 100% honest with you, um, we do like – for our corners to be um, a tad bit faster. Um, of course, we, we like length all across the board, period. Um, but as far as top-end speed, um, our, our safeties, um, like them to have more ball skills, open field tacklers, um, has to be very, very smart um, because they do a lot of, um, a lot of calls. Um, they, give, they give us the calls, you know, pretty much every play as far as the safeties go. So um, that has a, a lot to do with it, just, just being smart. Be, being able to see the whole defense, being able to see motions and uh, adjusting the motions and stuff like that. Whereas the corners, you know, we're kind of the kind of the guys that just kind of stick on number one and, and, and do our thing. Now we transition to 6'1", 170-pound Brock Davis out of Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay. Guy that can flat out run. Um, he ran 10-9 as a sophomore in, in, in high school. Honestly, um, he had a, a, a injury. Um, if it wasn't for that injury, honestly – I, I personally don't think we would have a chance at him to be to be a hundred percent honest with you. Um a guy who messed his knee up um doing a long jump um because he jumped so far the sand was hard. Everybody else was jumping, you know, eighteen, nineteen feet and he well, was then. jumping twenty two, twenty three and Whoa. the sand was so hard, so he messed his knee up doing that, you know, jumping so far. But if it if it wasn't for that injury, I I I don't think we would we would have gotten to be honest with you. So that's a a guy that um, I'm I'm definitely high on. Um, you know, a guy that can run. He came to our our, our camp as well. A guy that was just competitive. Um, had on a knee brace. Was trying to take it off just so he can compete even more. You know, um, but it was like nah. You know, just leave it on. I, I've seen enough. Um, but like I said, he can just flat out run and um, a, a guy with great size too. Okay, another guy, six one one seventy five out of Vegas. Isaiah Heron signed today. Yeah, um, you know he he's um, probably the most polished guy out, out of all of them. Um, a dog out there, you know, a flat out dog, and I love it. You know, a guy that's not afraid to stick his face in it, that get in your face, stick on you real tight. Um, good ball skills, um, you know, um, and that's a down south boy. You know, he. Uh, he moved to Vegas, I think, maybe when he was in eighth or ninth grade. 
you know, so he's really from uh from uh Georgia originally. Mm. Um so you know, he's a different kind of breed, but man, I absolutely absolutely love him. Um you know, he's he's a guy that calls me all the time and just want want to know the defense so he can so he, so he can come in ready to play. So Malik Moore at 6'1", 180 pounds out of San Diego, California. And, uh, again, fitting that prototype that uh, you're excited about bringing into BYU, a defensive back. Absolutely. Another, another great athlete that can, that can run and make plays, great ball skills. Um, another guy that wants to come in and play right now, um, you know. So um, he always tells me he just wants to get on the field, whether it's corner or safety, whatever the case may be. Of course, he's going to start at corner, but he's, he's just saying, Coach, if I can't play at corner – I want I want to play safety. So those are guys that we're very very high on. Guys that that are hungry and and, and that want to come in and play right now. We'll never say no to the swagger and the oh absolutely right? <laughs> oh hey absolutely if if you, if you got the swag I'm all for it I'm I'm all for it you know and that's and that's a good thing you know and um that's that's something that 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 Coach Hatley uh, uh, bring as well you know I got a I got a young dog next to me now that can you know he's gonna bring some enthusiasm and. Um, kind of keep these guys going. So, um, no, no swag, no scholarship. Hey, hey, that's how we can put it. You know, Gennaro, <laughs> great to have you with us, man. Uh, I hope you get some time off after this crazy day. Nice work on the recruiting. No, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, Gennaro Guilford, defensive backs coach at BYU. Let's just line up four Gennaros in the secondary, and uh, we'll be just fine. <laughs> we'll be just fine. Hey, talk about swag and making plays. See the end of the 2001 BYU-Utah game. He thought he was going to house it. He could have just gone down. But anyways, <laughs> Kalani Sataki will join us coming up next. The head football coach back with us to recap the whole signing class. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B, your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play centering on National Signing Day 2018 for BYU football. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow night, men's hoops play at Santa Clara at 11 p.m. Eastern time on ESPNU and BYU Radio. The pregame show is at 10 Eastern with Jason Shepard. Just get a nap. Joining us now is the head football coach, at BYU, Kalani Satake. Coach, uh, welcome back. You survived Shep's Lounge or Chateau de Shep, whatever. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. Need more food. <laughs> Shep's Lounge. Lounge. Well, that was fun. <laughs> the food's pretty good today. Like, th- th- I, a few years ago, BYU decided they'd crank it up with signing it. It's always been good, but now it's like this huge celebration. We had the band in there. We had Cosmo, cheerleaders. It was incredible. Yeah, that was fun. I mean, uh, um, good music, you know, so uh, uh, just – want to thank everybody that, that put that together. I know there's a lot of people that hard, uh, that worked hard to um, put the whole day together, and, and there's a lot more people that helped in recruiting. So uh, just really excited to be up here at BYU and, and uh, to show the guys that, uh, what we're made of. And, and uh, I think uh, be, being around BYU TV and Sports Nation is a big part of, uh, of this day and a big part of athletics. So thank you. Thank you. Hey, yeah. glad to Chef's do it. Chef's Lounge included. Chef's Lounge, Chef's shout out to Chef's Lounge. <laughs> Uh, in a lot of ways, this is organized chaos, which really translates to football, right? It's chaotic, but you want to be on the same page. Now with early signing period in December and obviously this day, the first Wednesday in February, you're transitioning to new offensive staff. You, you've had to deal with a lot of stuff. So, I mean, how are you feeling about how the class came together? Well, I feel great and, and just uh, just really thankful for uh, you know the coaches working hard, uh, um, current and former coaches that uh, worked hard to bring – uh, these young men to the program, and so um, 
just really excited. I think just a lot of these young men come from great families and have different backgrounds, and I, uh, they fit BYU perfectly, and I think that they'll show on the field, but more than anything, it'll show in academics and off the field as well. How did last season affect uh, this recruiting class, for better or worse, uh, this season? Because there can be some positives that you could take out of that, um, and there might be a challenge. I don't know. How did it affect it, if at all? Um, I, I don't know if it affected that much. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that know what BYU's about, and um, regardless of what the season's going to be like, I don't think that's a huge indicator of what the success in recruiting is going to be. I mean, a lot of guys, we, we recruit earlier, and so there's a lot of these young men that were on our radar from the very beginning. And so I think they stuck with it, and a lot of these guys have just been true to BYU from the very beginning. Um, so I, I appreciate them. There's a lot of the guys out there as well that that are um, future recruits that are committed to be here as well. And um, you know, I, I really have to thank the fans though for being involved in recruiting. I think a couple of years ago when I got the job, I asked them to help us out in recruiting, and uh, they've done it a lot this year. So we had a lot of member referrals, and uh, it's been really good for us. It's been a positive move. So if someone wants to uh, make you aware. Mm-hmm. of something how do they do that um they can contact us and email us or um we're, there's so many people uh, whether it's coaches or support staff or our recruiting coordinator tibi tofangawe you know they can get a hold of us and uh, a lot of people have and uh, you know i wish we had more scholarships there's only 25 that we can use and and um you know um, if we had more we could we could have filled uh, the roster with a lot more with the referrals that we got from our members and there's there's people that weren't really um, involved with BYU to begin with, and, and I think that uh, once they got to know more about BYU, and got to meet the faculty and staff here on campus and meet the students, and our fans are really connected, you know, with with, the, with recruiting and with our athletics. So I think that that, that changed things for them and, and uh, allowed them to become you know, BYU Cougars. A consistent theme I'm noticing with all of the recruits this year specifically, and I don't know if you put an emphasis on that or not, but I keep hearing guys say, I wanted to be at BYU. I didn't care about a 4 and 9 season. I don't care about offensive staff changes. Like they seem like they're all in from their heart on BYU. And and again, every player that I've talked to has said something to that effect. Well, and I think that's what the, the great um attraction to BYU is that the, it's a great school uh regardless of who the head coach is even. You know, I I think that uh, there's a this is a great place for uh, young people to to educate themselves and then uh, to enjoy uh, the social aspect of it and be around people that are very like themselves and I think it's a great place to be when you're making a transition from a young person into adulthood and uh, speaking from experience you know so some people think I'm still a little immature and Spencer has a lot to grow from there but yeah uh, I, I, I think BYU in itself is a great place and there's a lot of people that understand that and. Uh, uh, there's more to offer than just football, and I think the the uh, you know when we bring our guys on campus, we want them to feel connected to BYU more than just a connected a connection to a coach. This is your third uh, signing day. How is this one different from the first two? Well, I'm excited with this one because um, we're getting our return missionaries back this summer. You know, and so uh, you know, la- I guess the three sign- uh, signing days ago, it's just kind of one where you you want you're excited about these guys, but then you have to wait for two years still for for uh for all of them to get back and um but they're gonna help us out you know and i'm really excited about the guys coming home from missions and um that were there for the first signing day but i want to be excited for these guys to serve and their commitment to serve the lord and so i'm excited for them to come back in two years but in the meantime i think we're going to get things rolling um with guys leaving and coming and 
and guys that are staying. So it's going to be exciting. Yeah, Jeff Grimes earlier compared it to putting gallons of milk in extra fridges. You know, <laughs> he has a second fridge. <laughs> He's always got milk in there. So that's like the return missionaries. You just when you run out of the current guys, you go exactly. To the and fridge. food analogies have worked really well for me, so <laughs> I can connect with that. <laughs> it was calculated, Coach. It was calculated. Was there sure. a, was there a specific emphasis on a ter- certain type of guy or positions that you needed to fill in this class? Um, yeah, there's always uh, different places that you need to fill with with depth, you know. Um, I, but I also believe there's a good portion where you just need to bring the best, uh, regardless of position. And uh, you can you can uh, take from other positions if if you, if you can help the team win, and that's the goal. After last season, obviously we want to win this fall, and uh, we made a, 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 a huge effort doing that, knowing that there are guys that are still coming home. There are also guys on this team that redshirted that I think are going to be really big time for us, and. Guys that, uh, whether they got home late from their mission or transferred over, they're going to have a huge impact on the field. And so it's, it's, it's now we're kind of in the, in a moment where, um, guys are, we're signing guys and guys are going to, are going to come this fall. But then there's also return missionaries that we are really familiar with that we can work with. And then there's also guys that are, um, that have redshirted that, that are, are ans- you know, anxious to get on the field. It certainly is a unique position you hold, trying to balance all of that. I know that people are really excited about, hey, who's going to make an immediate impact uh, coming out of high school? Have you pinpointed a, you know, a number or you know, how, how many guys do you expect to make an immediate impact coming right from that high school level this year? Well, that's the fun part about competition is that uh, it's up to them. You know, we'll, uh, we'll play the best, and we're committed to that, and, and uh, the freshmen know that. I think we've proven in the past that if uh, you're a freshman and you're better than a senior, then you'll start. Um, that's just how it works. I think that's the easiest way to deal with competition, that whoever wins the spot should be the guy on the field. And um, what would be nice if you have a, a bunch of starters and then you have to you know, figure out where to put the best 11 on the field. That's what, that's what we're trying to get to right now, and, and competition uh, will breed success. The most visible of the competitive positions will be quarterback. Is that something that you want to figure out in terms of the starter in spring, or do you think that will bleed into fall camp? Well, I think um, – it, it could be a little both, you know. We're we're getting Jaron Hall back from his mission uh, in a couple months, and so, uh, but going into it, um, you know, we have a lot of these young men that are brand new, like Stacy Connor and Zach Wilson, that that should get some reps, and and Beto Romney. You know, those, those guys are going to be. We haven't seen them on the field yet, and so I think it's spring's a good opportunity for them to get reps and significant reps and be able to compete. And then we have some guys that are. Um, you know, Tanner's overcoming his injury, and then and, uh, we got to keep working and see how Bo is, is progressing. And uh, obviously, we had Joe Critchlow still there. So there's a lot of quarterbacks. I'd yeah, rather have a bunch. Yeah, I know. I just, there's a lot, but I'd rather have a bunch than none. So when, when Steve Young was here, he said he was eight string quarterback. And I was like, there were eight quarterbacks? You have like eight or nine <laughs> quarterbacks now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that maybe that's something to do with it. I don't know. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, eight it's, string, it's, you're have, not out of it. You yes. have plenty of milk in the fridge, okay? So yeah. We should tell the eighth stringer that you have a chance still to be Steve Young, the next Steve Young. Absolutely. Get, and if you get moved to play safety, resist. <laughs> <laughs> well, eight no, not always. I mean, you got to, yeah. See, we might need some safeties. We'll see. <laughs> You could be Steve Young in the secondary, yeah. Correction. No, cor- I should say correct. You, you <laughs> could do that. Uh, A.J. Stewart is the newest coach to join your staff mm-hmm. uh, as the running backs guy. Why do you feel like you needed him to, uh, to coach that group specifically? Oh, he had a lot of uh, great referrals to us, you know, of, of coaches that are established. And um, he had really good experience um, being a coach. The four years that he was the, the uh, running backs coach at, at Rice, and then being at a higher institution of education, you know, I think it's been important where 
they have to recruit kind of mm -hmm. to what we do here at BYU. And, um, and most of all, his coaching and his teaching, he's just got a lot of passion, a lot of energy, and I, I believe that position needs it. And, you know, Coach Grimes had, had uh, the majority part in putting together his staff, and uh, my part is just to confirm that what, what he felt. And uh, I appreciate Coach Grimes and, and, and the coaching staff being able to work together. And we, we interviewed a bunch of people, and they were really good candidates, and we just felt like this was going to be the best fit for Coach Grimes and his offensive staff. During the season, you were pretty vocal about wanting certain characteristics and attributes from the offense. So how much with this new offense have you weighed in on kind of what you're hoping to see while still letting Jeff Grimes do his thing? Well, I think they know my expectations, and, and, and um, they're really not that much different from the expectations of our fans and our players. And so, um, you know, I, I know that they, the experience that they have, they can put it together, and uh, they've been working extremely hard since they've been together, you know, and been here on campus. And I've been really impressed with the stuff that they're working on and just really detailed and um, just just really good things. I'm, I'm excited for them to get working and um, just, you know, I really appreciate the former staff and the, those those coaches that were here. They they worked hard for us, and I, uh, I love them, and there's nothing personal. You know, those are those are my guys and my friends. And, um, you know, this this is just a different a different set, and I believe in letting Coach Grimes do his thing and, and uh, you know, get his offense established. Corbin Kafusi recently told us he can sense a tangible culture shift within BYU football. How do you uh, rate the, the shift of the culture as it's been happening since the end of the season to this point? Well, I, th I think everything's been building, you know, so I don't know if it's a, like a huge major um, adjustment rather than this is kind of what we've been working towards. And obviously we never uh, thought a 4-9 season would be in the mix. Um, but, um, you know, as we're mo moving towards it and our players are putting this together, I think you're seeing guys step up and become leaders like Corbin, you know, and, and probably take the initiative. I think the um, the tough part about going 4-9 is that, that um, it, it's not really an exciting part of what we did, you know, but the uh, the response has been awesome from our players and and uh, just the uh, the urgency to get things better. And that, that it sparked a lot of our guys stepping up that normally wouldn't. I would say Corbin's one of them, you know, that, that uh, have always been kind of in the shadows a little bit. Now he's stepping up to the front. I think he's. We need him and his leadership, and same with the other players. We need them to step up and and uh, make this team their own. Coach, you survived uh, a big interview on a big day. We congratulate <laughs> you, and uh, like I've told the told the other coaches, you know, I, I hope whatever relaxation time you get, uh, you fully enjoy after so much hard work over the past few months. Hey, there's there's nothing stressful about it. We just we're having fun and enjoying being part of BYU. So thank you. Have you seen the food out there? He ain't stressed, man. Uh, good point. Yeah. Touche. <laughs> just need some snow. <laughs> you want the snow? Yeah. The snow guy. I, I mean, I, you've talked about this. I mean, I'm not I'm not a snow person. Yeah. You know, I, I've never sledding is not my favorite thing. Yeah. I've never been so hot and cold at the same time. <laughs> Sweaty and cold, and and you have to walk up the hill. So. You know, ski lift, I'll do the sledding, but not. I'm not a snow guy. Words of wisdom from we the need head it. football coach Kalani <laughs> Satake. National Signing Day coverage wraps up on BYU Sports Nation right after this. Huge shout-out to today's guests, which included most of the BYU football staff and to our good friend David Almadova from BYU Athletic Marketing for lining up a very special day in Studios A, B, and C, National Signing Day 2018. Wow.
Coming up later today, you can watch the BYU Football Signing Day press conference in about uh, an hour at 2 Eastern time on the BYU TV Sports YouTube page. And Gregor Bell will join us tomorrow on a Hoops Game Day. Of course, if you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play, always on demand. Let's go back to Studio A one final time for the Chateau de Chep. I like it. I like the way you class it up. Spencer, you made a comment that uh, everybody that we've talked to today, uh, whether it's coaches, you know, players, whatever the case may be, everybody just talked about how great of a celebration this has been and how excited they are to be at BYU. That's certainly one of the takeaways. And the other is everybody we've talked to, not only are they excited to be here, they are ready to get this thing going. And I think, we, I, think I can speak for everybody and say we completely agree with that. And by the way, both of you, welcome into Ship's Lounge. Anytime. Just get me some food from BYU Food to Go, Jason. All right, I'll work on it. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. In Studio A. All right. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need the most. DexterLaw.com. Coaching staff for going out and recruiting these guys. And for Jason Shepard for looking way more relaxed. Than <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> Holy cow, he looks relaxed. Conversation continues 24-7 <laughs> on Twitter. Hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. And a shout-out. To Roger French, who was a big part of BYU football for a very long time. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow. Great to have you with us on Signing Day. Football!